Welcome to another edition of the Rise of the Cross podcast. This is Rodman Likes. And just a reminder for those out there who are following us for the first time, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Riser Lacrosse. And today we're excited to have John Gallant on the podcast with us. John, for our listeners' sake, can you provide a little background on yourself and what lacrosse means to you? Well, thank, you know, thanks for having me. And, um, you know, with, with my, you know, lacrosse background, you know, grew up um, in uh, Brantford, Ontario. So just outside uh, Buffalo, about 45 minutes to an hour outside Buffalo and played, you know, played my youth lacrosse and, and junior lacrosse there, um, played with the Six Nation Arrows um, Junior A lacrosse program. And, and you know my lacrosse career uh started to develop at the end of end of my high school career and that's when i was playing uh indoor with the six nation arrows and and when that ends at you know the age of 21 um you know i was fortunate enough to to start playing professionally and so you know i never went to college you know to play lacrosse i was a hockey player you know, in college and, and would spend my winters doing that and, and my summers playing indoor and, and field lacrosse. And, um, you know, in the, the early fall of 2001, you know, I was able to, uh, free agent, uh, begin my professional career with the Washington Power and playing alongside, uh, Gary Gates and Paul Gates and, and Brian Reese. And you know a number of uh, Americans who have who have been successful and Canadians at at the indoor game. And at the end of that season in 2000, it was in spring 2002. You know our franchise was was bought by Stan Kroenke and, and moved from Washington D.C. to Denver, Colorado, and, and became the Colorado Mammoth. And um, you know that's where I was fortunate enough to spend you know the next 15 years you know playing professional lacrosse. And so. Um, you know, the meeting my, you know, my, uh, wife, you know, through that process and, and enjoying my time so much there in Denver, I was able to, uh, um, make Denver, Colorado, my home. And, and, you know, I've been, been here since 2002 and now, you know, as the, as the playing days, uh, end, you know, it's, it is, uh, you know, time to, to, to give back to the game and, and to teach the game to the to the youth and and i'm able to do that through um several different programs uh, as well as coach you know high school lacrosse and so um you know if, if you ask me you know uh, as a as a teenager or, or young adult you know if this would have been my career path um you know i i would have told you you're you're probably crazy and you know just through through a series of, you know, being at the right place at the right time and, and whether you want to, the stars align or, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, I, you know, I was able to sort of go down a different path and a different path that was, that has been very, you know, positive and, and productive for me. That's great. Thank you for the background. Obviously yeah. you've been in the sport and in the game and in just the lacrosse ecosystem for a lot of years both as a player, as a coach, as a mentor, as a team, teammate. Let's just talk a little bit about, you know, your days as a pro. Who, 
who was your favorite player to play with and why? And then who was your least favorite player to play against and why? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. You know, it's, you know, I'm an extremely competitive, um, competitive person. And, um, you know, for, for those who don't know, you know, me at all, you know, I'm a defense, I'm a defensive defenseman, you know, you know, I'm five, you know, five eleven, 150 pounds. And so I knew early, you know, that um, to stick around and to keep a job, you know, I had to do things that um, uh, allowed me to stay, you know. And so, um, you know, even from before lacrosse, outside lacrosse, you know, competitiveness has sort of always been in my nature. And so when you ask me that question, who my favorite, you know, player to play with and teammates, and, and I kind of look at who who is similar to me, right, who – um wanted to win games and win championships more than wanted to win individual um awards or accomplishments and so um you know professional at the professional level you know it, it's you know Brian Langtree was a guy that you know a roommate of mine um with the Colorado Mammoth for years and um you know, so just there's that aspect of, of being a roommate and you're you're on the plane together all the time. You're in the hotel room, obviously, together all the time, um, but an extremely competitive person. Right. And, and will put the team ahead of himself all the time. And so that kind of brought us uh, brought us together um, really tightly. Right. To the point, you know, you, you, you know, you're lifelong friends, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, Fred Jenner was was a young man, or an older man, I guess now, um, but who was who was my teammate um, in Washington? You know, my teammate in Colorado, and you know, for those, you know, you you, you see now the field lacrosse is is with the PLL and the and major league lacrosse is played in the summer, and so there's a, there's professional leagues in Canada that are played in the summer as well. So you know, many guys do both. Um, they'll play in the National Lacrosse League in the winter, and then they'll go play um, in a, for the Canadian Lacrosse Association and play in the professional league in the summer. And so I did that, um, and Fred Jenner was my teammate, like I said, with Washington and Colorado, um, but he opened up his, his home to me, and I lived with him in Victoria, British Columbia, him and his family, and, and um, you know, he's... Um, that relationship has developed that, you know, his, his second daughter is my goddaughter. And so, you know, those are, um, you know, that's a, a, another long story. But to, to answer to answer yours, you know, Langtree, you know, Jenner were, were teammates that um, very close and I enjoy playing with. Now, well, listen, I, I enjoy playing with Paul Gates and Gary Gates and, you know, Johnny Tavares and Jim Beltman and, and, you know, these are Hall of Fame uh, players and some of the best players ever to, to play both field and box. And, and, and they were fantastic. Um, but, I, you know, those are, those are two guys, Langtree and Jenner, that stick out, you know, right away. Um, guys I didn't like to play against. You know, it, it's, it's not necessarily guys 
you know, I didn't like playing against in the sense that they're bad guys, right. Or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, there were guys, you know, that, that won championships, right. When, when they beat us out and, and it, you know, it irks me to this day, you know? And so, um, Colin Doyle is, is, um, uh, you know, will be a hall of fame, you know, player. He's a hall, was a hall of fame player for the, for the Toronto rock. And, and I see him all the time. I coach with him, see him all the time. And, and he's a great guy. And we have some really great conversations, but, you know, when you're, when you're in the weight room and, and you're kind of tired, um, you know, when you're uh, practicing outside or getting up early, you know, at 4.30 and, and you want to hit the, the alarm to go back to sleep till 5, uh, you know, in, your, in my mind at least, it was, okay, what's Colin doing today? I got to get up. Um, and so um, that's, you know, that might tell you a little bit about my process of how I function. You know, on on the side, right? But always, yeah. You know, you're in the weight room, and, and you know they're filled with mirrors, and you're you're kind of you're leaning over the squat rack, and you go, ah, oh, I'm pretty good. And and you look at that, and go, okay, what's Colin doing today? And I, you know, I got to do one more. And so um, that's you know, there are so many teammates from uh, that I love playing with, and and are still such good friends with today. You know, obviously Matt Brown and, and Tommy Evington and, and Nick Carlson and Richie Catton. And, you know, I saw Bruce Murray last night for the first time in 10 years, you know, and, and you know, big hug. And, and it was like, you, you know, we, we talk every day, you know, which unfortunately we don't. But, you know, th- these are great guys. And, and um, you know, when, when you, you go through those things, whether it's in athletics or business or, socially and you go through events and you work hard together and you battle together you know those are relationships that last obviously a long long time and, and when you come from the same mental background of you know uber competitive right, ultra competitive and and, and you, you want to win the championship you know that that's the piece and, and when you when you get guys that are together with that same idea um, yeah, those are teammates and, and eventually, you know, friends that you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, that's, that's phenomenal. And I, I appreciate that. That question is difficult, but I, especially the, who do you dislike playing against? That does feel, <laughs> I think, all of us a sense as to the competitive nature that, that you have, that you carried with you, that you carried with you as a, as a player and certainly today as a coach and mentor in, in lacrosse. Um, I think that's great advice that, that you certainly can give to younger players. Find something that motivates you. Find something that's going to push you to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, um, to prepare a little differently. Um, and, and let's pivot to that for a second, because certainly yep. your, the preparation as a player is probably a little bit different than the preparation that you go through now as a coach. Um, walk us through that a little bit. Like, what what advice would you give to the, the 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 players that you're coaching and mentoring today that are young athletes, high school athletes, collegiate athletes? Um, right. And and to talk a little bit about that versus the preparation that you're doing as a as a coach. Well, I think you know it is like the first thing I'd like to say about that is. 
you know, I was fortunate enough where I had a wife at, at some point that understood it. Right. And, uh-huh. um, because that preparation, um, and even now, even now as a coach, right? Like you're, um, you know, you're invested in all the time, right? And and it, it quickly becomes the number one thing in your life, right? And at least it did for me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, you're you're missing things, right? Or you know, at the end of the day, things are going on, right? But your mind is your mind is a little bit somewhere else sometimes, right? And you're you know, whether you're a player, you're thinking about how, okay, how am I going to handle this situation, you know, in, in the game? Okay. How, how can I defend, you know, Paul Rabel, right? And he's got the ball mid boards. What I, what do I got to do? Right. Cause he's bigger, stronger and faster than me. Right. And, and I don't want to end up on uh, ESPN top 10, you know, highlights <laughs> with him scoring a goal on you. And, and then as a coach, it's, it's the same. I say, okay, how, you know, um, little you know he's not grasping this how can i you know how do i have to alter my communication skills or my presentation of content you know for that one player to to comprehend what we're going through or you know hey are the uniforms in are they ordered are they you know we have field space and and uh, you know did this call get made and so you know you're always you know whether you know you're 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 out to dinner you know, uh, or you're, you know, you're doing something around the house, you know, your, your mind is always, you know, at times somewhere else. And so, um, you know, I think, um, you know, as a, as a, you know, player into coach, it, it is, it is different, but there's a lot of similarities. And I think, you know, what, um, you know, as a player, your preparation a lot of times is for yourself. And, you know, it's understanding what the coaches want. And, and to be honest with you, at, you know, at the professional level, it's, it's a lot. And at the high junior level, right, in the collegiate level, it is, yes, you know, system for your coach. But then it's also, you know, it, it's with your teammates, right? My, my instinct always, I didn't want to let my teammates down. So I had to be prepared mm-hmm. and I would do it much like, you know, you study for an exam. You know, it's, it's walking through, you know, scenarios. Right. And, and, you know, my final preparation was always, you know, in the shower, you know, at, before I got my suit on ready to go, it was okay. Going, going through each scenario in your head quickly, um, you know, much like you do for, for an exam, you know, in, in, in school and just walking through that and being ready mentally prepared to go. Um, you know, with, at the, now when you're coaching, it is, you know, the preparation is, is putting your athletes in the best position for them to be possible or to be, to be uh, their best, you know, uh, as possible. And so, um, you know, I'm a believer in, you know, you got to be like water, right? You have to be able to conform to, to any container or any, in this case, any situation. And so, you know, every year, you know, you get different players and, you know, you know, we're, I'm at the high school level, so I'm not recruiting my guys, right? And so, um, and I like to make that really clear, I'm not recruiting any guys. And so, you know, you, you get what you get, and then you have to put those players in the best possible situation for the team to be successful. And, and so then it's, it's how do you present information? You know, it's as just like an education has evolved. 
um, you know, through you know, at least over the last 30 years, you know, so I think has, has coaching and, and coaching is just teaching. That's all. It's the same thing. And so, you know, now the, the preparation is, is much more into video. Um, that's more accessible, not VHS tapes. You know, now you, you get all the content, you know, instantaneously and you can have it on your phone and, and you can analyze every exact detail and, and you know, um, through statistics and, you know, you, you can get scenarios and percentages of how things are run. And so coaching now, um, you know, compared to playing when I did, there's much more data uh, for you to analyze and things like that. And so it's, it is truly looking at, you know, how um, you can use that abundance of information and narrow it down to best suit your, you know, your team or your players. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, it, it's, that's, you know, how I think it's a little different to where yeah, you're playing, you're kind of, you know, you're there for that, you know, small amount of time preparing yourself, uh, watching film, and then you're, and then you're kind of focused on, on, uh, you know, your job and your role as a coach, it's much longer, right? I think it's much more stressful, the preparation, because you don't have any control over what goes on. You know, you put in a game plan, um, you best, you know, educate your players as, as best you can for them to be, for them to be successful. But when that whistle goes, you have zero control. And so for as a guy that's extremely competitive and extremely controlling, it is, I am, listen, you know, I'm more nervous over a, a Tuesday night high school game, you know, in Denver, Colorado than I was, you know, in the gold medal world championship game or, you know, in, in going into overtime. Right. Uh, um, and so, because in those situations, you, you know, whether you're on the floor or not, you feel like you have some aspect of control and, and um, you know, it's as for any parent or coach out there, you, you know, you send, you send your kids off and you, you hope they make the best decision, right? You hope they've, um, you know, you've educated them enough that they can go out, whether it's in athletics, academics, or uh, or life, and, and make the right choice. And but at the end, you you don't know if they're going to until that time comes, right? And so, um, you know, that's that's sometimes uh, always stressful. So, um, you know, I think those are the differences. And in, in what I would say, you know, to to, to young kids, there is uh, specifically with preparation is. Uh, they got go play, right? You got to play. Um, yeah, you have to, you know, if you're passionate about it, that's fantastic. Um, but go in understanding, you know, that if a mistake is made, a mistake is made, right? It's probably going to be made, and you got to move on to the next to the next play, right? And um, you know, we've always talked about it. You know, I, I got it when I was younger. And, you know, always stay in the middle, right? You, you know, you never want to be too high and you never want to be too low. And when you're successful, hug your teammates, high five your teammates. Uh, when it's unsuccessful, communicate and figure out um, how to resolve that. Um, but then be in the middle. And um, if, if preparation wise, if, if you can do that, um, you know, I think I think you'll be OK. That that's great. We've we've had a couple of 
phenomenal athletes on the on the Rise of the Cross podcast recently. Yep. Um, Colton Jacks, Jackson, Tim Semish, and it's interesting from a from a player lens perspective. They both talk about the same thing as it relates to mistakes. You you you've got to challenge yourself and not be afraid to fail. But at the same time, when you do make sure you have a very short term memory so that it doesn't bog you down and distract you from, from performing. And it's interesting to hear you say the same thing. It, no, like it is, it is that, that idea of, of a, you know, you're most likely going to fail the first time, right? And it's, you know, the, you know, guys, you go, Hey, when you got on your bicycle for the first time in your life, like, did you, did you ride it around the, the block? You know, no, you, you probably fell over a few times and, you know, like the first essay you wrote or, you know, was it, you know, Shakespeare, you know, the first time you, you wrote something, <laughs> no, right. Like, you know, I think it's, it is, um, you know, often, yeah, you know, you're, you're competing, you know, whether, um, in business or, or at, you're competing against, you know, very highly qualified people who want the same thing. Right. And so, you know, you have to have, um, you know, uh, a, a little, uh, a piece of you inside. I think that when you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. Right. And, um, when they're bigger, stronger, faster than you, um, you know, okay, how can you problem solve to figure, figure out a situation to be successful? and um and do it quickly and and to do it confidently and i think you know to to do those things quickly and confidently you you know you have to trust your own abilities you have to understand that you're you're a good player um you know or you're a good banker or you're a good lawyer or you know a good garbage man and um you know whatever that is you know you're confident in yourself and in those around you and so you know, we had a, a situation, you know, I'm in, I'm in Canada right now traveling with some, with some youth players, you know, at the playing indoor lacrosse and, and, you know, we got pounded pretty good the other night and, and, uh, you know, I had a young, young man who was crying after and, and, you know, I sat him down. I said, listen, like, this is a scrimmage, right? Like it's a, it's, you know, there's no newspapers here, there's no TV here, right? Like there's, you know, you're in, you're in uh, Vancouver at nine o'clock on a Monday night, right? Uh, um, and you know you're playing a game where you're playing against kids that are your age, but have been playing a lot longer than you have, right? And and so I said I appreciate the competitiveness that that okay this didn't go well, and, and you're going to learn from it so you don't make the same mistake twice, right? But if if you're crying about this right? And you're upset about this, you know, tomorrow is going to be a bad day because you're going to be mm. thinking about this tomorrow. And you, you know, what you got to be thinking about is what you learned that you saw for the first time and, and make sure that doesn't happen again. So when you see that defenseman play you in a certain way, you know how to handle it. And then secondly, you know, I think from a team's point of view, it's it's understanding how valuable every opportunity you have is and to take advantage of every opportunity. And if you're practicing for an hour, you know, you know, be attentive with your eyes and ears and be physical with your body for that hour and, and use that opportunity. And so, 
I sat this young man down and, and we talked through that and, and, you know, and, and of course, you know, I like, like, why are you crying? I miss your shot. And I said, well, you know, I grew up in a town, you know, in, in Brantford, Ontario, it was a pretty good hockey player, you know, by the name of Wayne Gretzky. And, and, you know, he, he once said, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. And if you're crying because you miss shots here and you're worried, you know, you're not going to take any more again. And he's like, you know, give me a break. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, Mike. You know how many how many shots did Michael Jordan miss in the last seconds of a game over Make, right? And and everyone everyone sees Michael Jordan shoot over Elo and then and eliminate the the Cavaliers, right? It, it early in his career and and but you understand there were a lot of times he missed those shots and so um, you know I think those are those pieces that uh, um, like you said you know it is. Um, much lacrosse and everything is, is so much a mental game, right? And and um, and so I think you know your original question of my background and and listen, like I'm not you know God's gift to lacrosse by any means, and I just think I was I learned through playing outside, and I learned from my parents competitiveness and mental toughness, and I think. Uh, um, you know, if, if, if your son or daughter can exit any athletic, uh, sports, leaving being, you know, mentally tougher and, and being competitive, you know, they'll be successful in anything they do in their lives. That is, that is solid advice. And we're going to end on that because I really like the theme there, which is, you know, competitive, competitiveness preparation and mental toughness is going to take you really far in your life outside of just lacrosse. And I think that's what this is all about. You right. certainly are a wealth of information uh, <laughs> as a coach, as a player. And unfortunately, these, you know, these podcasts are really relatively restricted in terms of the amount of time that we can spend. We would love to have you back at some point yeah. and really drill down into some of these other areas because I think you bring just a perspective that's very refreshing uh, for these younger players who are looking to improve every aspect of not only their, you know, their, their playing careers, but also as they, as they get into other aspects of their lives, how do they apply these, these principles and these little, little learning nuggets? But this is, this has been a great session. And John, on behalf of Rise of the Cross, we want to say thank you, wish you continued success and good luck uh, in Canada this week in, in, in Door Lacrosse. Hey, you know, I appreciate you having me, and, and yeah, you, you know, uh, you have my number anytime, um, you know, you want to get together, I, I'd love to talk to you about it, and, and um, you know, if if it's, <laughs> if the podcasts are restricted time-wise, uh, like you mentioned, yeah, yeah, you know me, I can talk uh, a long time, <laughs> and, and, and enjoy, enjoy doing it sometimes, so. No, it's I, I, you know, I had a great time and thanks for having me and I truly appreciate it and I appreciate what you're doing for, for lacrosse and in in developing it uh, um, from your perspective of it and so anytime you love to have me, I, I'd love to join and 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 talk to you. Sounds good. We'll make that happen and safe travels and, and good luck through, uh, through the weekend. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, John.